0: you were talking about getting a secretary. At least you didn't do what I did tonight. Uh Oh. I was cleaning my desk and ended up throwing my sermon away. (laughs) But I dug it out of the trash. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter 16 We'll be looking at verses 8 through 21 tonight, Revelation 16, 8 through 21. Now last week we began looking at the vile judgments. These are the last seven judgments of the tribulation period, and they take place during the last three and a half years. And pretty much this period of tribulation is called the Great Tribulation, and what we see is, is that more people will die during this period of tribulation. Now, what happens is, is the first half of the tribulation, half of the world's population that is left <coughs> will die. And then during the last half of the tribulation, half of those people will die during this last period of tribulation. And some believe that these judgments occur quickly, taking place during the first part of the Great Tribulation, as this period is called. And others believe, and this is what I believe, is that these judgments are spaced out evenly during the tribulation period and what we see about these judgments is it seems to be that these judgments are spaced out evenly instead of taking place quickly and what we also see is that these judgments are worse than the seal judgments and trumpet judgments that take place during the first half of the tribulation what we have seen thus far is that the first vile judgment's sores, grievous sores break out on all the followers of the Antichrist. And then we see with the second judgment, the oceans turning to blood and all of the sea creatures dying in the ocean. And then the third judgment, we see that all of the fresh water will turn to blood. And that leads us to the fourth vile judgment. So look at Revelation 16 verses eight through 21. It's written, "And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared." And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. And they were the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame." And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not seen, since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we study your word and just give us insight and understanding into it. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bind down Satan and have no part of this service. And Lord, if there's anyone listening today, Lord, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, just pray, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts today. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would give me the words to say and just hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken tonight be your words. And, Lord, I just pray that you would be with those who could not make it tonight, those that may be sick and shut in, those that may be traveling, and just give them blessings, Lord, tonight, and just watch over them. And again, Lord, would I just pray that you would be with us tonight, overshadow us with your love and watch care. I just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the fourth vowel, what we see is the angel pours out his vial, and it's upon the sun. And what happens is when he pours out his vial, the sun's intensity is increased. Now, it doesn't say that the sun is brighter. What it says is that the sun scorches men with fire. Basically, the heat of the sun is increased. And they are scorched with this great heat. And what we see is if you think about what has occurred thus far when people have these sores upon them, well, the heat would increase the pain of those sores. Well, all of the Salt water has been turned to blood. All the the creatures that are in the ocean have died. What happens when heat hits something that is dead? Well, it rots faster. The the stench will increase. All the fresh water has been turned into blood, which that would affect all of the land animals. Well, if any of these animals had died because of this, the stench would increase. (coughs) So basically what we see is that it will affect people not only with this great heat, but also it will add to the misery that has come from the previous plagues that have befell the earth. But then think about something else. What happens when you get hot? You get thirsty. Well, all of the water has been turned into blood. People are going to be forced to drink this bloody water. And that goes into what the angel says in 16.6. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. So now they are forced to drink this bloody water because of the heat. And what happens? Well, if you think about something, the people primarily that are left upon the earth during this time are the followers of the Antichrist. They have taken his mark. Instead of repenting, it says they blaspheme God. So they blaspheme the one that can have mercy upon them. Instead of repenting, they blaspheme the name of God. And then we see the fifth angel pouring out his vial. This is a directed, it is a directed judgment. It only affects one place. While you have great heat affecting the entirety of the earth, God directs this judgment upon the seat of the Antichrist, basically the seat of his government, and what happens is, is the seat of the Antichrist government becomes dark. But this isn't normal darkness. Has anybody ever been uh, to Lookout Mountain? where you can go down into the the cave system. And what happens is, is when you're in this cave system at Lookout Mountain, they'll turn the lights off while you're in there. And it just becomes total dark. And it is a darkness, it is just so dark that it feels like it's just pressing on you. And it feels (laughs) like they leave the lights off for about... 10 or 15 minutes, but it's only off for maybe a minute. But it just feels like it's longer. And you can just feel it. Well, that's what happens with this darkness. It is a special kind of darkness. And it says that it's painful. Now think about that. How can darkness be painful? It says that the people that are affected by this darkness, they gnaw their tongues in pain. They gnaw their tongues in pain. Think about that. This is a supernatural darkness that causes pain. Now, if you think about something, this is you would think natural because of the ju- the aspect of judgment. Well, God is scorching the earth with heat in judgment. He would not want to give people relief from this in darkness. So they're not going to flee from the heat to go to the seat of the Antichrist to be relieved from the heat because the darkness will cause pain. So he gives them no relief. You can either go into the heat and be affected by the heat and have pain, or you can stay in the darkness and have pain. These are judgments. So they're not going to have any relief. So instead of relief from the, from the, the heat, they have pain of darkness where they actually gnaw their tongues in pain. And this might be because the darkness is so great it gets so cold there that it's painful. Or it could be that the fact that they go from great heat to cold all of a sudden, it's painful. But regardless of what it is, the the darkness causes them pain And they gnaw on their tongues. And this reminds me of (coughs) what Christ says about hell. Remember, he calls hell outer darkness. And he says that they gnash their teeth in pain. This is similar to that. So, this darkness hurts. But then, what we also see is remember the judgments add upon each other. It's adding upon the the previous judgments. And it says, instead of giving glory to God, what do they do? Instead of repenting, what do they do? They blaspheme God again. And they blaspheme God because of the pains and their sores. So basically, They've not even had relief from, from the sores. So it just continues to add to their misery. And they don't repent of their evil. And instead they blaspheme God. So they go from heat to darkness. And it's a painful darkness. Darkness. But this just affects the seat of the Antichrist, the seat of his government. Now, we are told later on where the seat of his government is. If you look in 17.9, it says that the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Basically, the seat of his government will be in Rome. Rome was called the city on seven hills, seven mountains. And that's why John says, Here is the mind which hath wisdom, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Basically, the seat of Antichrist's anti government is in Rome. So it affects the area of Rome, is where this darkness takes place. Now, this leads us to the last two vile judgments. Now, these last two judgments prepare the way for the return of Christ. These specifically prepare the way for the return of Christ. The first of these judgments, the sixth judgment, prepares the way for the Battle of Armageddon. And then the seventh judgment, this widespread destruction that takes place in the seventh judgment, affects the entire earth, preparing the way for this final battle and for the return of Christ. So look at this sixth vile judgment. Two things take place. It says that when the angel pours out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, the river is dried. Now this is a supernatural event that takes place. The entire waterway is dried up. The Euphrates has been a natural barrier that would have to be crossed during ancient times for armies to maneuver back and forth between (laughs) the area of the Middle East and the area of the, the East, basically the area of India, and then the other Asiatic countries. And it caused this natural barrier that the armies would have to ford to invade the different areas. And it made it hard. Well, what God does is so that these armies of the east can march towards Israel for the Battle of Armageddon He drives this natural barrier. So basically, this sixth vow is not really a judgment per se. It just is preparing the way for these armies to march for this final battle. So what happens is, if you look, it says, the water is dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be... Prepared, So all of these armies from the Asiatic countries can march towards Israel for this final battle. And then John says, I see three unclean spirits like frogs. So these frog-like demons come out of the mouth of Satan, the dragon, out of the mouth of the Antichrist, the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. And what these demons do is they go throughout the world. This is why I think that it takes place not at the beginning of the tribulation, but or at the beginning of this three and a half years of the great tribulation, but it's measured. It takes place over a period of six months. And what these frog-like beings do, these demons, they go out and they work miracles, deceiving people all over the earth. And all of these armies of Antichrist gather together. They start maneuvering towards Israel for this last battle. And basically it says it gathers the Basically, it gathers all these people together to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Now, the battle of Armageddon, and we'll look at this later, the battle of Armageddon is not one battle. It's a series of different battles that take place all throughout this area. But it takes place very quickly with the return of Christ. And the final battle actually takes place at Megiddo or Armageddon, Har-Mageddon, the hill of Megiddo and the plains of Esdraelon and Israel. And this battle is so bad and so destructive and so many people and animals die during this battle that the blood is at a depth of about four feet. That's how many people die at one time. And the blood, John says, is pretty much, it covers an area of around 180 miles. Basically, it's a river of blood from all of these people that die at one time when they're destroyed by Christ. These are the armies of the Antichrist. So this is what the sixth vial does. It prepares the way for this battle. And then after this, we see the seventh vial is poured out. And once this vial is poured out, God announces from the throne that it's done. This is the final vial. So basically what takes place is now you have, once this vial is poured out, you have widespread destruction over all the earth and this prepares the way for the return of Christ. Because after this vial is poured, What we'll see later is that Christ returns and then the battle of Armageddon takes place. But look at the destruction that takes place. This takes place across the entire planet. It says there is a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth. So basically this earthquake is so mighty, what we see first is, it says that Jerusalem, the great city Jerusalem, is divided into three parts. So basically the entire city is just divided into three parts by this earthquake. Then all of the cities... It says the cities of the nations fell. So basically all of the great cities across the planet are destroyed in this earthquake. So all of the cities are destroyed. And then it says Babylon comes in remembrance. Basically this is the seat of Antichrist power. It's not talking about the city of Babylon. It's talking about the seat of Antichrist power, which is called Babylon. In the book of Revelation The seat of Antichrist power It says Drinks of the cup Basically of the wine Of the fierceness of God's wrath So basically God pours out his wrath Upon this city And destroys it Then it says Every island fled away So basically every island On the earth Is destroyed in this earthquake. It's so great that all the islands are destroyed. But then it says that all the mountains are not found. So great is this earthquake, so supernatural is this earthquake, as all the mountains across the earth are destroyed. So think about the destruction that takes place in this last judgment And then, if that's not all, it says great hail falls out of heaven. Every stone, hillstone, <laughs> about the weight of a talent. Now, a talent was not a set weight. The Greeks, the Greek talent was around 58 pounds. 58 pounds was the Greek talent. The Roman talent was 71 pounds. In the New Testament, the talent was 75 pounds. Or you had what was called a great talent, which was 129 pounds. So think about that. Any of those weights could be used. And then there was an Egyptian talent that was 59.9 pounds or something like that. So the talent was not a set weight, but generally the Hebrew talent was between 75 and 129 pounds. It was either a small talent, which was 75 pounds, or a great talent, which was 129 pounds, which was what was used in the New Testament. So, if you think about how big these hailstones are, they're going to cause destruction and it's going to cause death. Because imagine a hailstone hitting the earth that is around 75 or more pounds, and it could possibly be 129 pounds. Because we don't know what talent Weight is used here It could be 56 pounds 55 pounds The Egyptian talent was 60 pounds I think 60 pounds 71 pounds 129 pounds or 75 pounds It could be any of those Um, I believe it would be On the the weight of the great talent, which is 129 pounds. Just because of the destructive nature of that weight and the fact that this is a judgment. But whichever talon is used here, it's going to kill whatever it hits or whoever it hits, and it's going to destroy But what happens is, it says that people still blaspheme God and not repent. But what happens is, is this ends the judgments. When this last judgment ends, you move into... the period of the battle of Armageddon, the return of Christ. Christ returns at the end of these judgments. And then you have the battle of Armageddon. And then what you have is, and what we will see is at the end of the battle of Armageddon, and like I said, we'll look at this later, what we see at the end of the battle of Armageddon is the beast and the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire. Satan is bound for a thousand years and then you begin the thousand year reign of Christ on the earth. So that is what takes place after this last judgment. And we'll look at that later. But this is the last of the judgments. The widespread destruction that takes place on the earth moving us into the period of The millennial reign of Christ. And Satan being bound during that time. But what we're going to see as we continue to go forward in the book of Revelation is after the millennial reign of Christ, and Satan is released even after Christ has ruled on the earth for a thousand years, people are still so sinful that Satan is able to gather an army and march on Jerusalem. It just shows how sinful people can be. That even after Christ has ruled and reigned for a thousand years on the earth, a period of peace and prosperity that the world has never known, People are still so evil that Satan can gather an army and march on Jerusalem after he is released. Let's stand for prayer. most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Again, Lord, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Number 280, Jesus, keep me near the cross. 280.